there's some daily disciplines, some rhythms that we can practice as we think about having and developing more margin in our lives. One, Dr. Spann taught me that we should give the Lord the first or the best of the day. For me, I'm a morning guy. And so having that morning is the best of the day for me to create time with the Lord and having time to think about my life and the things that matter most. Number two, we need rest. We need to value sleep. We need uh, the energy. We not only need to manage our time, but we need to manage our energy. What is margin and why is it so critical to understand and achieve? Do you sometimes feel like you're coming and going so fast you're not sure which way is up? Hi, my name is David Dennis, and I'm with the Kansas Communities Ministry with the Navigators. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is the fourth of six podcasts from a recording at a men's retreat in Bartlesville, Oklahoma in 2021. Today we hear again from Dr. Chris Majors, who made some significant changes in his world by giving up his dental practice in order to focus on helping others grow spiritually. Today he discusses the vital importance of margin in the areas of money, time, resources, and so on. He also shares some very practical ways that we can achieve a more healthy and spiritually impacting use of what God has given us. The prayer isn't a conversational relationship, it's an interaction with God. And it will be very helpful if we realize that Jesus himself in Mark 135, very early in the morning, he would leave and go up to a lonely place and he left the house and went off to this solitary place where he prayed. And I just want to say that, can you recall a time where you find yourself withdrawing to a lonely place and having that time with the Father as being a very rich time? How does that... I just want you to think about that, that Jesus himself would do that. And um, I think it's essential that we practice solitude and silence and be in relationship with Father in solitude and silence. And so... Moving on, I've been actually asked to speak on margin, but I had to start with focus because, interestingly, I realized focus increases margin, okay? And we're going to talk about once we've created margin, then we will find out what ultimately the purpose of creating more margin in our life is. If you turn to the excuse me, third page... Dr. Dennis already went through how to determine the priorities as disciples. And so I'm not going to rehash that, but let's just name them, the five, one more time. What is essential? What is necessary? What is good? We need to delegate and we need to eliminate. And when we do those things, when you focus on many things, the few things become fuzzy. But when you focus on the one thing, the few things will become clear. So focus increases margin. So what is margin? Margin is that leeway space between your load and your limits. It's having space. Space for God to act. Space for healing, for wholeness, to hear his voice, to listen. 
and we need more margin in our lives because margin is how the orientation of a disciple should live. And so the practice we will engage to help orient our lives around creating this margin would be simplicity. The practice of simplicity. Simplicity is making room for those things that matter most. And I, we were talking earlier a lot when we were determining priorities, the role of saying no. And I, I recall a verse in Titus 2.11 through 14 when Paul says, For the grace of God... Let me get that. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all people, teaching us to say what? No to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live a self-controlled, upright, and godly life in the present age. So grace teaches us to say no. Grace is God acting. Grace is God acting in our lives to do that which we are not able to do on our own. It's Yes, it's God's unmerited favor. Grace is God rescued me and he delivered me, for it is by grace we've all been saved through faith. But grace is God acting to do the things in our lives that we can't do on our own. And so I think that's important as we think about margin, is that we, we just want to create the space for God to act And there are four areas of margin that I'm going to point out today. And that's emotional margin, having space emotionally, having physical margin, financial margin, and time reserves. So we all relate to the financial situation. We realize that if we're running, if there's too many days at the end of the month and we still have bills to pay, and, um, you know, payday was two weeks ago and I'm not getting paid and I've got all these bills. We have no margin at the end of the month. I'm living in a world where a lot of the men that I meet with are young physicians and dentists. And let me tell you this, the average dentist today comes out with $400,000 in student loan debt. It's outrageous. So when I begin to talk to them about margin, they're like, yeah, that works for you, but what about my situation? I mean, they're 26 years old, went into that much debt, and so there's a real opportunity to meet with people and to help them understand um, the role of creating margin in their lives emotionally, physically, financially, and then we've talked today already on creating time reserves time for the things that matter most. You know, with all the gadgets we have, I have an iPad here in my car. I have air pods, air tags, air, everything. And it's interesting, with all the gadgets, you would think we'd have more time. Don't you think? I struggle with that. So the... There's some daily disciplines, some rhythms that we can practice as we think about having and developing more margin in our lives. One, Dr. Spann taught me that we should give the Lord the first or the best of the day. For me, I'm a morning guy. And so having that morning is the best of the day for me to create time with the Lord and having time to think about my life and the things that matter most. Number two, we need rest. We need 
to value sleep. We need uh, the energy. We not only need to manage our time, but we need to manage our energy. And number three, one of the good things about meeting with other men on a regular basis is we need to be accountable for our time. You know, having someone who will say, you know, you look like we need to chat about this. You've been running on fumes. And and how are you doing in that? Is there anything I can do to help you with that? Because it seems like you're running on fumes. And so we, we should be thinking about entering in that rhythms where in uh, the Message Bible, I think it says, come to me all you are tired and burnt out and worn out, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for you will learn the unforced rhythms of grace. So my hope is that we will all be men who enter into a life of the unforced rhythms of grace. On the next page of your handout, we're not going to go through this, but if you want, one of the things I just tried to set up a grid to say, okay, well, how do I create margin emotionally, physically? And it really comes to this. In the financial realm, you either increase your income or you lower your outflow, right? The only way we do that is we either raise one or lower the other. And so I just tried to come up with a grid to think, okay, in time reserves, what things do I need to increase? And what areas in my life do I need to get rid of the things that emotionally would be an example would be just the things that are toxic in my life and saying no definitely and using Dr. Dennis's uh, presentation on learning to say no and eliminate and delegate will certainly be the ways that we can create more time reserves and then uh, so I, I don't know it's just one way to think through your life and see what areas you can control in terms of raising the good and decreasing or getting rid of the toxic things of our lives. One of the one thing that I had to learn as a dentist is we get busy and the phone's ringing, people are calling and they have toothaches and I have people that have been scheduled for 6 months on the schedule and yet when Susie calls and says I my face is swollen and I need in now it would be rather challenging sometimes because you'd look at your schedule and you say, I have zero margin. I have no space in my schedule, but yet I had to trust that God was going to help me through those moments. But there are times where I had to say I had to eliminate hurry from my life. I would find that when I hurried, I would make mistakes. When I hurried, I wasn't taking care of really what's best for people. And loving our neighbor is really about wanting what's best for them. But if I'm in a hurry, I'm unable to really focus on the other person because I'm worried about, you know, running a hectic schedule. And so I don't know how you guys relate to that, but in my life I had to do everything I could do every single morning to look at my day and make sure that I created space for God and for people. And so one of the things we can control is what are we paying attention to? You know, do you really need more time? Um, I'm shocked about how time just floats away when I'm on either a social media site or something online. It's, it's like the time just 
goes away. And yet we think, and then every once in a while you'll get that notification for you that are on Apple that'll say you were you averaged four hours a day. And you're like, no way. There's no way. Either looking at your phone or looking at email and all that. So um, are we really paying attention to our image, to Facebook, to Instagram? Are we news junkies? We already touched on that today. And what about shifting that to things like prayer for people, for our neighbors? What about listening to the Holy Spirit and how he wants to work in our lives? As I wrap up here, one of the things Dr. Spann did for me and um, on the last page here is he talked about creating boundaries in our lives. And he said, you know, if you really want to make an impact, you have to focus on individuals and you have to spend time and you have to be with them and you have to be up close. So if you want to make a difference in someone's life, it's about making the impact and being in their lives. We need to set boundaries and we need... And he, in fact, he said to me once, he said, you may impress from a distance, but to have an impact, you must be up close. And so being able to say, I think someone said it in the first session, I'm sorry, but I can, and not feel guilty about that. And finding the space we need for God-honoring balance and health. So we need margin. We need that space for this. I don't think I spelled it right, but availability. Availability for the things, the eternal things, that will last forever. Because if you remember, a disciple, as disciples, this is our eternal vocation. And this is not a formula. This is just simply a structure, an orientation in which we can think, okay, I've determined my priorities. I want to become a focused disciple. The more I focus, the more likely I am to increase margin, and when I have margin, I have availability for the two things that last forever, the word of God and the souls of people. That's all I have today. Do you guys have any questions? I had a verse that we're all familiar with. When you open your session on what are you thinking about. Yeah. So... I'm ashamed that I can't quote it word perfect in a navigator circle. That's all right. So Philippians 4, oh, yeah. 8 and 9. says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Beautiful. So, you know, as we think about those uh, qualities there, pure, lovely, you know, nothing tops the list other than the Word of God. Perfect. That's great. You see, the availability thing is so important, I think, because... Again, God has the big picture, and he may want to use you at this time in some person's life that you don't realize. Right. And if you don't have that availability, i.e. you don't have the margin, he can't use you. Mm -hmm. it's, it's so critical to, to do that. Right. 
And to get there, like you say, you go. You got to have margin. You got to have margin. And the way to get margin is you have to become more single-mindedly focused. You know, I, I had in the notes, I skipped over, but there were three people in Scripture that were single-minded, and that's David, Paul, and Mary. The Mary at Bethany was um, was found three times in Scripture, once with Martha. Martha was running around trying to fix everything and get everything prepared. Mary was found at the feet of Jesus. Three times in Scripture, Mary was found at the feet of Jesus. And, and the Lord says, you know, one thing is needed, and Mary had it right. The second person in Scripture that had the single-minded devotion was Paul. He said, you know, this one thing I do is forgetting what is behind, I press on to know Christ and the power of the resurrection. So he, this one thing he did was forget what's behind and press on to know Christ. And then the third person is in King David in Psalm 27.4. He said, <clears throat> um, this one thing I desire is that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life and, and seek his face and his beauty and gaze upon his beauty. So that's the one thing he desired. So we, we have biblical model for single-mindedness. And that was the point I was really trying to make on focus. I think, I think what you shared kind of hits home with me because sometimes I, uh, I find myself doing one thing to get on, to get done with it, to get on to the next thing, to get on to the next thing. And so you end up not really being in the moment or thinking about what you're doing. You're just getting through it to get on to the next thing. Exactly. Chris, you and I were talking, and you said, you know, the way you got Bartlesville was a little confusing, and, and we discussed there's many ways to get from Wichita to Bartlesville. There are, I guess. So the ways are not so important if, right. in fact, you got here. Mm-hmm. And so we may find ourselves on many different right. paths but it's to get there. And when you said, you know, Philippians 3, what, 14, this one thing I do, I remember Dick Grant years ago teaching on that. He said, it's this one thing I do, not many things I dabble at. <laughs> you know, and I think it's easy in our our current culture to dabble at many things. That's right. And miss the important thing. And to your point, there are different seasons of our lives. I mean, we all need to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. We're all going to do that, whether you're 26, 46, 66, or 86. But I think what we have to remember is that maybe uh, uh, young guys with young families are going to have different uh, rhythms of life than those of us that are starting to have a little more margin, a little more leeway space in our schedule to say, you know, do I really want to do that? Nah, I don't want to do that. You know, I mean, but bathed in prayer, you guys were right on. I, we need to constantly remember about bathing these decisions in prayer, but I... It's easier for me today to think about margin, but when I was 26 and I, or excuse me, we didn't, we have four kids, two in college and two at home, but with four kids at home, when they were, I had four under the age of seven, I mean, dinner time was an absolute zoo, you know, and I didn't know, I mean, margin sounded like a great idea, you know, so we're going to have seasons, but that doesn't give us the permission to just 
set aside and go, ah, I'm not going to worry about that now. Security I'm saying. Security always takes us to the same place. Yes. Thank you. Isn't it wonderful that our God cares so much about us to teach us these things? Yes. Life is such a challenge. Yeah. I stand here not as the guy that figured margin out. I'm the guy that's battling for it every day. So these gray hairs and the guy that was kind of burnt out and some things and work and other things, I'm not sitting here as the guy who got it all figured out. I'm the guy who's saying, guys, this takes, you know, when the scriptures say, do not let us quit meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us spur one another on toward love and good deeds. That's why we're here, and as I was walking up, I'm going to leave you with this thought. I thought, Lord, why am I here? The questions and the engagement you guys were, I'm like, I'm, I'm the student. But thank you for the opportunity to just let me be here and let you, um, just letting me kick around the things that I've been really thinking deeply about for the last few years, and we'll be doing this for a long, long time. So thank you. You know, the battle for margin in our lives is fought daily, hourly, maybe even moment by moment. Dr. Majors reminds us that the reason for gaining margin in our lives is to be single-mindedly focused on that which is critical, that which will last into eternity, the Word of God and the souls of men and women. Next time we hear from Ryan Henderson, who is a busy young father, husband, basketball coach, and worker. But most importantly, he is a man who understands the importance of living for that which is eternal. Join us next time as we learn more about making disciples naturally. The views expressed on this podcast are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the views of the navigators, nor of the Kansas Communities Ministry. Thank you for listening.